You know what free is, nigga? What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Through all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I want to be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life was free. Since the I was cunning, just got a pad out in London. I keep stacking my money, I need a ladder by summer. 8K shots, niggas ducking straight shots. Been a top dog, that's before the K dots. Cracking in 06, immaculate showmanship. Talking like you Mitch, disastrous on the strip. Holding on your bitch, could've never sold you a brick. With them people, you never been on the list. Mona Lisa to me ain't nothing but a bitch. Hanging pictures like niggas swinging from his dick. We so different, you thought these didn't exist. The Megalodon never seen on his wrist. I'm from the south where they never make it this rich. God is the greatest, but Satan been on his shit. Walking the pavement, I pray I'm illuminated. Over a decade and never nobody's favorite. Pot and kilo go hand in hand like we gamble and huff. My amigo a million grams when we count them and up. You was dead broke, I let you hold it back. You paid for it, but I fuck around and stole the track. Screaming gang gang, now you wanna rap. Racketeering charges caught him on the tap. Looking for a bond, lawyers want to tax. Purple hair, got them faggots on your back. What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Do all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I want to be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life, yeah. what's free? Fed investigations, heard they plotting like I trap. 20 million cash, they know I got that off a rap. Maybe it's the Michael Rubens or the Robert Crafts Or the billionaire from Marcy in the way they got my back. Uh, see how I prevailed and that ain't try to knock me back. Uh, lock me in the cell for all them nights and I won't snap. Uh, 250 a show and they still think I'm selling crack. Uh, when you bring my name up to the judge, you tell them facts. Tell them how we funding all these kids to go to college. Tell them how we ceasing all these wars, stopping violence. Trying to fix the system in the way that they designed it. I think they want me silent. Oh, say you can see. I don't feel like I'm free. Locked down in my cell, shackled from ankle to feet. Judge banging that gavel, turned me to slave from a king. Another day in the bing. I gotta hang from a string. Just for popping a willy, my people march to the city. From a cell to a chopper, if you from the top of the city. You can tell how we rockin' soon as I pop up. We litty poppin' like Bad Boy in 94. Big poppin' and Diddy and niggas counting me out. Like my account ain't busy, that's 5 million 20. Sit up and count to I'm busy. Fading 500,000, 100 round in a stizzy. Is we beefing a rap and I might just pop up with Drizzy like what's free? What up though? I Heart Miko Podcast, episode 135. December 4th, 2018. That was Brent's best friend, Meek Mill. <laughs> That's my best friend. You were the first person to tell me that he was a great rapper. This is like a yeah. lot when he was doing the battle rap shit. I mean. I hated his fucking guts. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying. Well, one day you'll listen to me because I usually tell you great things. But you pick and choose when you want to listen. None of his albums were great. The only reason I like this one is because it's pro-black, it's conscious, it's woke. It's um, a good album. 
It is. And he got, he always, the one thing God can guarantee Meek Mill does is always gives the lady something. You do like one. I like. I think it's all, two women. Uh huh. I like I like when he's rapping about women, and and you know being in love and all that kind of stuff. I like all the rap songs like that. Yeah, yeah, and he usually he no knows. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm a woman, and I feel like you know you know how I feel about hip hop. I don't really fuck with it, but yeah. you know when you see an album like this, it's like damn. I got you. Have to listen. You know you have to. At least give it a good listen, and I've given it a good listen, and I'm gonna give it an overall A plus. Give it an A plus. Even the songs I don't like, I think that he did what he. You're biased just because he said some pro black stuff. No, I think that everybody can't do it though. Everybody's pro black rap ain't dope. It's not, and he's telling great stories. Like he's talking about his life, like things that happened to him and other people, and it was done right. Yeah, I think it's a good album. Yeah, and the other songs, the, the other songs, I, I'm giving it that just because I can actually listen to it. I don't li- I don't listen to any of his fucking albums. I pick the one or two songs about him fucking somebody, and then that's it. I throw the rest of it away. But yeah, I can actually listen to this whole album. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Some of the songs are not my speed, but I actually gave them a listen because... I'm a support. I'm, I just want to see how he's grown because I hated his music before. So, words to rappers. If you want Miko to listen to your album, put some pro-black stuff on there and a couple songs for the ladies and you got it. Boom. There it sold. is. There it you is. Got me sold. So, shout out Meek Mill for Because he didn't have to do this. You know what I'm saying? He really didn't. He didn't have to go all the way like he did. He shit on a couple of people. He talked some shit. And, you know, sometimes it's better to not fuck with the billionaires and not say anything about them and not, you know, be conscious. Yeah. Because it doesn't sell. That's true. But if it's not true to who you are. In this climate, it will sell. Not if it's not done right. No, it's a good album. Yeah. What he did, it will sell. He did a good job. Um, Yeah, so that that was the intro song, What's Free, if you haven't heard uh, Champions. Uh, check it out. I like that the best part about this whole album, Championships, the best part about it to me is that he made peace with everybody he was beefing with. Like, he did do that. Like all of these guys, you know, uh, Game, Drake, you know, he had a lot of beef. Like what I guess was hip-hop beef, I guess, because ain't nobody never swung for real. Right. But <clears throat> I think that but these rappers, these guys, squashing beef, you know, uh, getting along and doing music together can only get more money. And I thought it was about getting more money. Um, yeah, <laughs> you that's know? true. I mean, and, and part of it is about just getting money. So getting back with Drake is going to get you more money. Getting back, yeah. I mean, so, fuck. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So shout out to Meek Mill uh, for telling his truth. And putting out a great body of work, um, even for a girl like me, who doesn't... That doesn't really like rap? Especially his kind of rap. No, you don't. You're not rolling. Yeah, so um, uh, it's, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. <laughs> Thanks to mom. <laughs> Your mama has decided she don't give a fuck what I say. Yeah, this pagan holiday is happening. It's going to be Christmas. In this it, she done bought a goddamn tree. 
Put something on the front door. She got shit. Lights. She got fucking snowflakes all in the driveway and shit. She got just said, lights. motherfuck me, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, we gonna have Christmas around here. She ain't having that shit. I gotta let her have it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Aiden likes it, too. Aiden loves Christmas only because he gets, he gets a thousand fucking gifts. I'm not getting him shit. Yeah. What you I, getting him? Uh, I ain't really think about it yet. <laughs> getting him shit. And if he asks me what a present is, I'm gonna tell him... That I he doesn't want his bunk beds anymore. Yeah, he told me that. He wants a regular boy bed. He wants one bed. And so I'm going to tell him his Christmas gift is when we get home, I'm going to get him a regular bed for his oh, room. I still be going to be hyped about that. Yeah. So that's how I'm getting out of Christmas this year. How you getting out of it? I don't know what I'm going to get him. I usually <laughs> get him one thing that he really likes. I got a thing. I asked him if there was any video games coming out, and this is what he said. Well, not on PlayStation. You know, I don't have an Xbox, so. What video game on Xbox? I fucking know. But it was definitely a sale for an when Xbox. When was this? This was three or four days ago. Oh, because I was going to say he might think that Red Dead Redemption is only on Xbox because AJ bought his Xbox to play it. Oh, so it's on true. PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, well, just get him there and wrap it up. He'll love it. Yeah, he will. I could do yeah. that. I was trying to think about something else, but he probably would like that a lot. You should put it in his stocking. We're going to do stock. Is your mom going to get us stockings? She probably will. She's Christmas in this house all the time. It's happening. It's the fuck happening. She's doing her thing. Oh, There's no stopping her either. None. Um, what are we doing? For what? Christmas. Uh, do you need anything? No, nah, but she usually get good gifts, so if you want to get me something, oh cool. I got you a skateboard last year. I'm saying I'm not expecting yeah. whatever you're getting. It's cool. So we are getting each other a gift? I'll, yeah, I'm going to get you something. Oh, God. But you don't want to get me anything? You don't have to. <laughs> Sheesh. Damn. It's well, not like now that. Now I it's know. Not, it's not like that. I just really mm-hmm. hadn't thought about anything yeah. to get you. I don't really know what you want. Well, let me, let me think about it because I am good at thinking of gifts. I just hate Christmas. But... If you don't want to get me a gift for this holiday you don't care about, don't give me a gift. <laughs> that is so bad. I'm going to get you a fucking gift. I just got to think about it. Uh, any, so you guys want to suggest anything for me, let it, let it off in my comments. Actually, I just thought about something I want to get you. I just thought about just it. Just this second? Just this second. It just popped up in my head. Well, that's dope. I'm not going to tell you, though. Of course you're not. Definitely never tell you when I get you any fucking thing. Of course not. So it'll be a surprise, and that's always cool. <laughs> yes. Um, surprise, uh, surprise for you guys. Two wins in a row. Wow. That was Two dope. fucking wins in a row. You are not the bottom feeder of the NFC South anymore. We're not. No. We are. You guys nuts. actually have five wins. We have all, last year we had five wins. Let's see you have five you and you have four games left. You have the Saints, which is big time this week. Yeah. <clears throat> You have the Ravens, um, who are 75 and playing pretty well. Cowboys are on the up, and the Falcons are the bottom feeders. Finally. Right. Hallelujah. What are they doing, God? Uh, I was surprised about the Falcons. You told me the Falcons were offensive struggling, and I did not believe You refused it, to I believe really it. Don't keep up with football that much, but then I was paying attention to it, and it really is. And I they told struggled you. last week as well. So yeah, we're going to get in a little bit into that later when we talk about some other stuff. But what I want to know is... How do you feel after the game? You didn't play. Right. You had a little a little knee issue or something. Yeah, I had a bruise on my knee. Bruise on your knee. Like 
Right. You set out the game and the young guys came in and fucking balled. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. They balled. The whole team did. It was a good game. I felt like Fuck I, the whole team. We talking about the secondary. These niggas did something that I'm not even gonna lie and say that I thought that this was gonna happen. I thought we was gonna get rent the fuck over. I and, yeah, no, you told me you I, I was like Brent, I'm a little nervous because even Carlton wasn't playing. You was like, no, nah, no, nah, I think I think they gonna step up. And I was like, how the fuck you gonna say that these niggas thought, ain't played? I thought we were gonna play well against the Panthers because of the Panther style of play. Then Greg Olsen got hurt. They don't really Cam Newton, something was wrong. Oh, I didn't Cam even Newton. know Greg Olson was hurt. Yeah, he didn't play the rest of the. He got hurt like the first quarter. Something was wrong with Cam Newton's shoulder the whole game. As you can see, if you watched during the game, um, he, the he, other quarterback was warming up. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, when he had to throw far, they brought in another quarterback. So it was a lot of things that happened, but I also just felt like even the last game when we lost, you know, the score. They jumped out on us on a bunch of weird double reverses. Yeah, trick plays and shit. Yeah, they jumped out on us. And, like, we still, we had four turnovers and no takeaways, and we still was in it at the end of the game. And then, you know, we lost. That was when we played there. We lost, so I just felt like, you know what I mean? If we just decrease our turnovers. If we don't turn the ball over four times, we're good. We had zero. Yeah. Shout out, James. we had... Four takeaways. It was yes. reverse. So number twenty six. What's his name? Andrew. Andrew. Um, Adams needs some uh, some pussy. Uh, <laughs> Tampa ladies, uh, we gonna need y'all to know who he is. Uh, yeah, three picks. Three picks. Well, no. Sunday. Sunday. We need him to get some head, some pussy. We need to take him to truth. We need to take him to to uh, playhouse or something. Yeah, I mean, that's, he had a that's fucking a crazy game. game. He had a fucking game. He was tried all game. I wasn't really tried. Brent. He wasn't really tried as a safety. What you mean? You what throwing you it mean? into his covers? That's trying him. He was there. You're safety. I was like, you're throwing it there. His one pick was. Look how you trying to downplay his his situation. Not. He was a safety. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> you try safety throwing the ball? Period. Yeah, throwing it where he at. I would have thrown the middle of the field. I would have thrown it over there too because I don't even know who he is. It's the field. Yeah. And the one was like, yeah, I don't know. You sound like you hating, no. Yeah, he's a safety. That's how I sound on my side too in these headphones. Yeah. He you had three picks, which is awesome. It doesn't you have You salty awesome. that you didn't get no throws like that when you played there? No, not at all because I'm not a safety. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want to be safety? A lot of people are always saying, will you ever convert to safety once you're washed? No, I would never play football that long. I don't like it that much. <laughs> I be telling people, I, the day Brent Grimes says he's playing safety, I'm divorcing him. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm leaving. The fuck is you doing? No, I would never. Never would do that. I think it, that... It, sometimes it sounds cool because, like, safety, like... You can see all the plays. You can see the whole formation. But you, you got to crack a lot of eggs. That's the only downfall is that you have to tackle more. But also, I feel like the way football is now, they should have smaller safeties because... It makes more sense. The tackling is not... What safeties used to be were like... It used to be the role they had was enforcer. Was it like a damn near a linebacker? People, yeah. You know what I mean? But that really... If you're in middle of the field safety, like if you it's a in the box safety, but you in the 
middle of the field, you just making breaking on the ball, making plays on the ball. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, especially with the no hitting defensive receivers and things like that, I mean, you should you could be smaller safeties. Okay, so are you guys ready for Sunday? Because this is a big game for us. Not the Bucks, but for the Rams. Oh, my God. This is a huge game for us. I know i got to make sure I run that through the locker room. I'm not kidding. I dropped some things in. All the kush is on me. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, when the season's over. The Saints already lost. No, 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 no. We need another L. No, they got home field. The Saints already lost. You sure? That L took care of it. If the Saints win all the rest of their games and the Rams lose, the Rams don't have a cakewalk. Who the Rams got that they should lose to? They, you know, they have bad games sometimes. You've seen it. You've they seen one game. You've seen how Peters plays in the secondary sometimes. He tricks. Oh he's God. tricky. So I need the Saints to lose as many games as possible in case we decide to sit some players and might take an L late. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we need to make so you need sure. The to win the lookout for the Rams. Yes. That is the goal. That is what you guys need to do. And it will help you guys not look so terrible also. What? You guys have five wins. You, like you just said, you had five the whole season last year. Yeah. You win this game. You beat the Ravens in Baltimore, which I think is a beatable game. The Cowboys game in Dallas. Hmm, they're on the up, but I still think you guys have a chance to win. And if y'all lose to the Falcons, I'm going to be pissed. You got to smack them boys at home that last game. And then we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got to do. Man, I believe in you guys now. I believe These last four, I believe y'all can take all four. And I have not Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have not that. been on y'all bandwagon oh at all. Oh, my gosh. All it took was a couple I just, wins I against just, the 49ers and the Panthers. It took Jameis not turning the ball over. And now you feel like we can win six straight games? Yep. Wow. Yep. That's a turn. Yeah. I've that seen what it takes. Turn. I've actually seen. I haven't had very many experiences when your quarterback isn't turning the ball over. So, even one of them. So when I tell you that's what it takes, it doesn't matter. You just had to see. I, yes. It doesn't matter if you say it. I, don't, I never thought we were capable. You see what I mean? Mm. I didn't think we were capable of having a turnover-free offensive game. And now I'm seeing it, and I'm like, "Is that easy? Like, all right, let's just, you know, what I'm saying you might get a little couple more sacks and shit, but you know, you gotta live to play another down." That's the key. Yeah. I mean, I looked at we were turning the ball over a lot. A lot, my nigga, and I was sick of y'all. That's why I kept getting drunk. I was like, "Oh fuck, I need a shot." You just turned the bitch over. Defense back out there, quick too. I look at the clock, time possession. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, it was That's why I'm always giving you the thumbs up. Like, you tired? You good? Because I'll be seeing you on go routes the whole game and shit. I'm like, damn, they just trying to run my nigga down. I ain't really been tired in the game this whole season. I know. And that's, you always give me the thumbs up. Like, yeah, I'm fine. They're not throwing it. They, I, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. I, I, I need to do something else. I hope one day they put you at receiver for some random reason. That would be I'm so never going to cool. do it. Why not? Because they're not. <laughs> because I'm not a wide receiver. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, speaking of uh, wide receivers, mm-hmm. when I was um, on Instagram a few days ago, I put up a poll about um, sticking your finger in your man's butt <laughs> during or don't laugh. 
Don't laugh. You know what's crazy? People think that when I say stuff like this, that I'm doing it to you like every other night. Doing what? Putting my finger in your ass. No, you're not. (laughs) And no, you never will. So let's get that fucking clear right now. But I think that people assume whatever you post is about you and your life. Like I mean, I can I can I can see that. I can definitely see why somebody yeah. would think that. But it's I not mean, true. I've asked you. I, I, I think I one time I, I meandered around the gristle area and everything locked up, and you looked at me like, "Bitch, I will kill you." I mean, to each his own. <laughs> I'm gonna just say to each his own. But I, I'm not for that. I don't. I don't. You've never even tried it. Because I'm not for it. How do you know you won't like it? Because I don't want to know. What if when I did it, you nut so fast, like, boom, nut all over the walls, all over me. You wouldn't want to do it. You wouldn't want to try it. No, I'm not even curious to figure out. Do you think it's gay? (sighs) Come on, let's see. I mean, a while ago, I would say it's 100% gay to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say that because I, my mindset would be like, why do you even want to figure that out? How do you even figure Sometimes, that out? Why do you even know Let that me that tell exists? you why. Sometimes what? Let me tell you why. Sometimes you get caught up in some wild kinky sex with a woman. She's doing all the things. She's licking. Hold, let me finish before you get this trying to interrupt. And then next thing you know, she does spit on your booty hole and stuck and her finger in it. And stops. There you go. For me, we could be doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then, she could easily be humming on your balls, jacking, easily spit soon as, finger. Soon as spit that, I'm done. And I'm gonna have to say, hey, chill out. For what, what are you doing? That is going to happen. But I'm you. saying, what I'm saying is how men find out they like it is it just happens in the flow, you know, of of the of the fun. It could be a threesome, and you just go with it. And then they know, and they like, holy shit. No, I'm just not. I can't even picture that because I won't allow that to happen. But you can't see that happening. For me, no. So you don't, now you don't think it's gay anymore? I'm, I mean, just, you know, I'm not going to be so close-minded and just call it gay, but, I mean, well, man, each his own. I used to think that was mm-hmm. 100% gay. I ain't going to lie to you. I think that things done between a man and a woman is not gay. Now, there is an asterisk by that, and I learned that if a man wants to take a strap, that's, that's gay. probably on, gay. No. Probably gay. It's not no probably to that. It's probably gay. It's not probably. But what if it's just a part like that if they both taking the strap in their butt, like they just taking turns? You are reaching right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. No way. That's not a probable. That's, you, you are... You like guys. You want to have a guy to have sex with you. But what if you don't like a guy's body? You just like his penis. You like a woman's body with a penis. You like trannies? You like guys. Straight up. Well, the survey says, my followers, I have about almost 45,000 followers, said it is not gay. It is just flat out sex between a man and a woman. Not the strap on part. Just the, 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 the pink and the stink. Hey, like I said, to each his own. What? You will never allow me to do it. No. There's not. What if we had a bet or something and I bet that and I won? Would you honor the bet? I wouldn't make that bet. <laughs> I fucking hate you, dog. Straight up. 
You wouldn't honor the bet. I wouldn't make the bet. So, what is this? Is this something you want to do? No, I'm just curious. What it actually intrigues me, and the reason I'm even talking about it is because I don't understand how you can say you don't like something that you've never done before. I don't want to. I don't care to try it. Is I can get you saying, I don't want to have sex with a man and not doing it before. But how can you say you don't want this cute little finger in your butt? I don't want to have my... It's not made for that. I don't want my butt to be penetrated. A woman's butt hand. ain't made for a dick. You can y'all I, like to put y'all dick either. in there. <laughs> do I it's do true. that? It's true. You have never. I ever asked to do that? No. And I saved my booty hole just <laughs> for you and you don't even want it. Nope. Don't want it. I'm kind of glad though because I never wanted to do anal before either. But I don't see the point. <clears throat> Pussy bomb? Yes. <laughs> I always wonder why guys did anal, and I've heard a couple different things, and one of them was the period thing, and I'm thinking to myself, why are you putting it in the butt instead of the pussy? Because blood and, and boo-boo is, I mean, it's kind of similar. You wouldn't, you, you're not going to eat either one. It's just something else for a guy to say he did to a girl. Oh, dominance? That's what I think. You think it's like a, like a, a dominance type That's of thing? That's what I think, because there's no way. Bestiality? It's no way that that feels good compared to pussy. No How way. you know? It, See what I'm saying? It's not made for it. You never did it. It's not made for that. I can't comment either. I ain't never done it. It's not made for that. It's made for shitting. Well, my my follower said it's not gay, and I'm glad that you don't think it's gay anymore. I am no, glad that you don't gay. think it's gay because it's just with a woman, and it's not like she like fist put her whole fist in there and ramming it and shit. You literally don't. You only need to go to the first, the second knuckle. You know, just right here, the middle knuckle. That's yeah. it. And if you bend it downward, so if you're on his back and you sucking him and you bend it downward, that's where that's where the G spot is, right there. Boom. Did you see the, the drawing that I posted? You showed You me. saw it? You showed me. Let me find yours. No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, moving on. So you saw my outfit today. Yeah. What does the shirt say? Fuck with three K's. Fuck the KKK. And I'm wearing all black today, and I was—I told you why. So do you remember why? I forget the guy's name, but he was—he was killed by the KKK. He was a Black Panther, and he died on this day. And you're wearing that to honor him today. Yes, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Yeah. He wasn't really killed by the KKK technically, but kind of the same thing because the Chicago police killed him with orders from. Obviously, our government. Um, That's not the KKK. Technically, it is. The government is the KKK. Fuck yeah! Oh, they hate so black people. How you think this? The whole Confederacy, <laughs> everything started. It's government. Government, CIA, presidents, all of them motherfuckers, the FBI, all of them KKK. In my opinion, all of them. And Fred Hampton was sleeping in bed. Yeah. They were came in in the middle of the night to issue a search warrant. Mm -hmm. Before they gave the search warrant, they shot the house up with 100 plus bullets. Busted in and put two in the back of his head while he was laying in the bed with his pregnant girl. Damn. Yeah. That's he was 21 years old. Damn, at 21? 21 years old. He was a <clears throat> revolutionary, obviously, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party and deputy chairman of the National Black Panther Party. He was that nigga at 21 already. 
He had started the whole breakfast um, for the kids. He was active in getting all the gang members in Chicago to um, cease fire. Like he was doing way too many positive things in our community. And so they needed him to be neutralized. They needed him to go down. It seems like all of our black leaders, they kill them so that we don't have people to listen to, people to educate us on the truth of this com this country and all the fucked up shit that's happening. <clears throat> I firmly believe the reason that Martin Luther King lived as long as he did because he wasn't a re revolutionary in my opinion. He was one of those marching niggas. The Black Panther, nah. They was about marching with a gun. They was about an eye for an eye. And then America- And you feel like that's a better- Yeah, absolutely. Fear lasts longer than love. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. And mm -hmm. an ass whooping is, is understood. Fear never lasts more than love. An ass whooping is understood. It don't need a de definition. It don't need a description. Nothing. This is what this country is founded on. Murdering people and getting what they want. And it's proven to not be good. But it's proven that our people have done nothing but struggle ever since. So I feel like if you return that, maybe that's a way to get them to go, oh, okay, cool. Y'all tripping? Y'all doing what the fuck we doing? Mm -hmm. Let's try to talk about it. I don't agree. Well, why not? Why don't I agree? Yeah. Because that's just going to make them do the same thing. and just be everybody killing each other. Yeah, let's do it. That's stupid. Why? So you just want everybody killing each other? Yes. Yes, I want war. The price of freedom is death. That's and I'm with sense. it. I'm with it. <laughs> price of freedom is definitely death sometimes. Matter of fact, a quote from Fred Hampton said, I believe in going, I'm going to die doing the things I was born to do. That's cool. But violent death is not the answer. It's not about violence. It's about returning what's legal. If someone assaults you, assault them back. I'm not talking about just going out and just killing somebody. No, I'm talking about when they kill one of us, we kill one of them. Period. Return fire. That's all I'm talking about. So rest in peace, Fred Hampton. Um, Mark Clark was killed that day as well. He's a guy that doesn't really get talked about as much because he wasn't Fred Hampton. But there were nine other people injured. And then I found out that um, the federal government, Cook County, and the city of Chicago split three ways of payout in 1982 for $1.85 million in a civil lawsuit. We were just talking about civil lawsuits today. When we watched the Sandra Bland uh, say her name documentary, yeah, we did watch that. This was let's let's compare because her family got what was it? One point nine million is two thousand eighteen. This was in nineteen sixty nine. Well, technically eighty two when it finally ended up, and they got one point eight five million back then. Yeah, uh, they definitely could have got more money if if that's what your ultimate goal was for yeah. Sandra Bland. For Sandra Bland, yeah, but definitely. And I'm not really a believer. I don't like civil lawsuits very much because I feel like it's just a way for this country to say, shut up, here's some money. We killed your people and we're not going to take blame for it. But shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it, but I feel like the, the family didn't saw that they weren't going to be able to prove that she was killed in jail. They had stacked up a bunch of evidence showing that it would be damn near impossible to prove 
that she was killed in jail into a winning case. So what they did is go in and their lawyer, who's a lawyer, and at the end of the day, the lawyer wants money. At the end of the day, so he, he convinced them that, like, hey, yeah, we, we fought hard. We tried to find, we ran through way different, a whole bunch of different ways to get evidence and, and things. And everything is showing that it's great. We lost. It's great. We're not going to be able to prove Because they murder. destroyed the evidence. That's the yeah. pr- proof right there that they destroyed the evidence. But They, they wasn't going to be able, in the court of law, to prove that Sandra Bland was murdered in that jail cell or wherever she was murdered. So they was like, the only thing we can do is accept some money. These are the same, this is the same family that couldn't, throughout their whole family, come up with $500 in 48 to, hours to get her out. Also, uh, they saw 1.9 was cool, and then they gave them, like, hey, look, uh, we also going to, you know, hold some things up, like, uh, I forget what it was called. Making sure that there's due diligence. Anti-escalation. De-escalation. Yeah, stuff, some stuff like that, and then they were happy about that, and that was the scene that pissed oh, you off. Oh, I was they were furious. Happy when they came out. But you got to see it from their point of view. Like it was going on, they they were defeated. They was like, we can't win, so the only way we can get is to get some money. They shorted themselves on the amount of money they can get because of their financial situation, which is obviously not that great, being that they couldn't come up with $500. Oh, my God. To this day, Fred Hampton's tombstone is severely vandalized. And guess what it's vandalized with the most? What? Bullet holes. They shoot. They shot the tombstone. Yes. Yeah. This is America. Yeah. When Sandra Bland, um, the whole story first broke, everybody was saying that she hung herself in jail, and then it started to look like a lot of foul play. They was fucking around with the body, wouldn't give it up, wouldn't give up evidence. They found out, you know, niggas was lying on the little sheets to say what time they checked on her. And then the next thing you know, <clears throat> what is what is our government and our not even our government per se, but our media do, which is the same thing. Our government and media are run by the same people. What did they do to make it almost like, well, even if she did get killed, you know, she wasn't a great person. She smoked weed. She had weed in her system. Yeah, they put up weed. It was funny. It was, it is not funny because of what the, the, the context of it, but it's funny because the, I guess he was a sheriff or whatever he was. Was like, yeah, and then trying to justify making it sound like a suicide was, yeah, with all the weed in her system. After three days, it yeah, probably made her go crazy. Boy, like, nigga, you ain't been high on weed. Like, the highest she had been, even if she was super, like, had It like, was gone after that cop smashed her out the car. I guarantee you that. She wasn't high that next day. No. She wasn't even high that night in jail. Right. Gone. Right. This nigga's gonna act like she was on a crack binge or something like I was like, man, these people really kill me. And it's like it's annoying that they get to say all these things and then everybody it's all over the media as opposed to what the truth is. It's like we never stand a chance when we're killed. They bring up every fucked up thing we've ever done. Oh, you know, she uh she stole some bubblicious in middle school. She smoked some weed in high school, and you know she got a DUI in college. So we're gonna—that's gonna validate, you know, her murder, because this is what she did in her youth. They do that to us all the time, which rolls me around in my next subject. People want me to say nice things about George H. W. Is that his name? George, George H. W. Bush. Bush. Fuck that nigga. 
Fuck okay. that nigga. Okay. Why do we have to say nice things about people that weren't nice? Why? I mean, that's a relative term. Let me tell you. Let me show you some shit. It, it, then, so you know what I did this year? I went above and beyond to vote, right? Yeah. I done flew to Atlanta. Missed the. Might even technically missed the flight, but got fucked up my booking with my travel agent. I still flew out five in the morning. I stuck at the airport three hours. Had to rent a fucking you're car. A hell of an American citizen. Fuck right. this shit. I did this shit because. I was trying to do something for people that told me that they need my vote and it could make a change and it could make a difference. Granted, you know, Stacey Abrams didn't win and neither did Andrew Gillum. But let me tell you now why I'm mad and I'm not voting anymore again. I'm off. Remember I told you I was going to try to vote for like at least eight years. Are you off because... I might vote locally. No, no, no. I might vote locally. But let me me tell you what this, this bitch Stacey Abrams said. God bless the family of President George H.W. Bush, who lived a life of service and decency. Mm-hmm. Andrew Gillum tweeted, George H.W. Bush dedicated his life to service and leadership in uniform, in Congress, in intelligence. And as our president, God bless Jeb Bush and the entire Bush family. May, he honor, may we honor his legacy by striving to be a kinder and gentler nation today and always. Okay. George Bush is a racist. <sighs> he is a horrible person. Meek, you expect everybody to be a revolutionary. They're not. He's then, a politician. Why do you even have to say anything? He's a politician. This is why ridiculous. Are you surprised by what because they're sitting said. up here spitting all this bullshit ass <laughs> pro black game to us about voting to get it's get rid of the oppressor. Politics. So my thing is this. If it's just politics, why do we even care? I don't know. You wanted to vote. Why does why do an American citizen? No, but why do black people? If, if if this doesn't bother you, and you you supposed to be voting for these two people because they told us change was coming if they come in office, what the fuck kind of change is coming from two motherfuckers that's wishing him and his family well and prayers and condolences? What? Why can't he wish their family well? Fuck all of them. Their whole entire family. Matter of fact, the whole family is fucked up. The entire Bush family. I'm sure you know about the, the younger son, how <laughs> fucked up he was. Definitely the reason for 9-11. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But his daddy was in the CIA. And he's the one that started the entire movement of the war on drugs. There was a guy. Let me, let me pull this up. <clears throat> That's bigger than George Bush. That's bigger than... He was a leader of the CIA at the time, Brent. Mm, yeah, okay. You mean what? Okay. You mean what? Okay. Because I, I see you don't believe me. You don't, you don't really... Let me... You know, let me get my shit together. I done fucked around and unplugged all kind of shit. Now I got to... See, I don't appreciate you not feeling me. Ooh, was that loud? Yeah, hell loud. So just listen to this for a second. Let me make sure I get this loaded up properly. The Bush crime family. Prescott Bush father of George Bush. He was a member of Skull and Bones. Look it up. It was said that he stole the skull of Geronimo out of a grave as a Skull and Bones ritual. Look it up. He did financial business with the Nazis and helped with Hitler's rise to power. Look it up. He was a senator at the time and was brought up on charges called the Trading with the Enemy Act. Look it up. He was also part of what is called the Business Plot or White House Coup, where he and other white millionaires were planning to pull a coup and take over the government. Look it up. 
George Bush, part of Iran Contra, along with Oliver North. Look it up. He was good friends with the man who shot Ronald Reagan. Look it up. Matter of fact, he had dinner with that man the night before that man shot Reagan. Look it up. He was also good friends with the Bin Laden family. Look it up. He was ex-CIA and helped with the flooding of drugs into the black community. Look it up. So for the Negro-Peans giving their condolences today, do us a favor. Ask if you can get locked in the casket with that cracker and get buried alive. You got one problem, though. The only sellout Negro-Peans and Bushes fuck with are the Obamas. Mm. Mm. Thoughts on that, Mr. Grimes? Those are all facts. Okay. So, for me, whoa. So, for me, there is no condolences. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Sorry, but so my thing is, if somebody was this horrible in their life, mm -hmm. why do we wish them well? For what? Wishing their family well. Why? Uh, even though that person did a bunch of bad things, I don't mean that their family's not saying that. doesn't mean... Did that... Does that? Did you just say that don't mean they family what? Isn't sad their dad is dead. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, if you think it like that, it don't matter. Why would I give a fuck if they're sad? Why? Were they sad when he, when they daddy did all this fucked up shit? Were they? No. No. They was cool when they was fucking us over putting drugs in the urban community, faking or a war on drugs. Talking about what's the dude's name? Um. Shit, you're making me go to all my fucking notes. Keith Jackson, high school student in D.C., sold drugs in his in his hood. George H.W. Bush and his people called multiple drug dealers they knew in some urban communities trying to get them to come over to Lafayette Park. You know where Lafayette Park is? It's across the street from the White House. Okay? okay. Ain't nobody selling no drugs in Lafayette Park. It's just not happening. They tried to get multiple drug dealers to come sell them some crack in that park. Nobody bid on it. Keith Jackson ended up biting on a high school student. Went over. He didn't even know where Lafayette Park was. He didn't even know where the White House was. They have surveillance of them. And he kept saying, where? The White Way? How you get there? Asking, like, why y'all want me to come there? And there was a big amount, so he got hyped. Went over there and sold the drugs. They arrested him and gave him 10 years in prison. George H.W. did a press conference the next day holding up the bag of crack. Like, look at this. This was sold in Lafayette Park right across the street from the White House. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. If it's in Lafayette, it's everywhere. We got to crack down. We got to fucking put these people in jail that are so like, this is a, a complete setup. So... A politician is a scumbag, and you're surprised why. I'm surprised that people are wishing him and his bitch-ass family well. <laughs> That's what. And I can't wait for his son to die, so I can tell him to go fuck himself, too. And where where do they bury presidents? Can we shoot his fucking tombstone up? I know. I'm sure you cannot. Because we need our black leaders to be somewhere where they can't just get shot up. The fuck. The fuck. He's the president. Fuck him. Hampton wasn't a president. Fuck every president. All of them. Including Obama. I don't know why you're so mad about presidents. They're politicians. Fuck They're all names. politicians. So rest, rest in hell, nigga. Rest <laughs> so, in motherfucking so hell. Well, this is a surprise that they're I'm, not I'm just, saints. I'm tired of all over social media, all these people that are supposedly so pro-black and so I'm tired of the oppressor and the man doing this to us and doing that. Oh, he died. 
Oh, rest in peace, George W. You were such as he was flying planes at 19 for the war. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what he did Just in the war. people doing what they believe is the right fuck thing. Fuck them too. Especially politicians. They're politicians. What, <laughs> what do you expect from politicians? And that's what happens. This is what happens. We get <laughs> monuments I'm, I'm and statues of fuck niggas that treated us like shit all over the country. And then our kids go to school. And they learn lies about these people. All they're gonna do is talk about all the, the alleged great things that he did in this country. That's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna do. And then it's in the books, and then it's teaching talk to the kids. That's not gonna be the case now. How? How you know that? Because it's internet. People know more. Brent, and that's they why still so teaching stuff. Christopher Columbus. But even if America. they teach it, it's too many ways to show the different ways. So that doesn't You're matter. You're assuming that's, children are going to look this up. They're gonna just listen to whatever the, the teacher says. That is your role as a family. If you want your child to know something else, you teach them that. You don't the even know. You don't even know what they're saying at school half the time. They have the same curriculum as they always have. They're mm -hmm. going to take, teach American history. They're going to teach Columbus sailed over and did this. It's a generic course. That but it continues. Kids. Now we will have new history. We will have new and we have great the internet, people. And we have new stuff. And also people have parents. And that's where people get messed up. The role of families is to educate, mm -hmm. is to teach their kids the right way. And then people depend on other people to do that, and that's the problem. Mm. You control that. Not the schools, not the president, not your mayor, none of that. You. Miko, you control what Aiden knows. So what happens on the test if he writes the wrong answer? That's a test. you got to take that test to pass a course. So we got to double back. And unlearn shit. Yeah, you are. If Aiden does an American history exam and he well, writes that these are all lies, he's failing. Period. Yeah, he's failing because that's a class. In the past, a class, the, the, the so role why, of the class is to teach somebody the course. So you're you basically that. saying that you cool with motherfuckers teaching him lies and we got to come home. It's that's not, bullshit, Brent. It's not, that is bull motherfucking shit. And it needs to change. It's not, it's not our job to unlearn yeah, lies. No, the fuck it's not. It's not our job. If he goes to school, that's how it should be. Everybody can't afford homeschool like we're going to do with our kid. So he can stop learning this bullshit. You take your kid to school to get an education. And then you find out it's all life. You got to come home and unlearn it. That's the role, me. That's just what it's it is. It's some bullshit. It might be. Some bullshit. Some fucking bullshit. More bullshit. Dover High School in New Hampshire. 11th, 11th grade class had an assignment of picking, let me see what this says, assigned a task of coming up, coming up and selecting an event that took place during the Reconstruction. You know what the re Reconstruction is? What? After the Civil War. Okay. That's considered the Reconstruction of America, like shit changed. Anyway, they had to basically pick a group of people after the Reconstruction and make a song about it. 11th graders. Guess what the song, how the song went, Brent? Right. KKK, KKK, let's kill all the blacks. That's extreme. That's what they're taught. Yeah, that's extreme. Fade on sight. What was these little white ass kids when I was in high school? Where that, where that was at? What? I don't know. What were they, they singing this at and then didn't get stole on in their motherfucking <sighs> mouth? I don't know, me. My son is coming the fuck out of this public school. This pro all this shit is bullshit. I ain't with none of it. 
I, I don't I don't think that it's fair at all that we have that it is even assumed that parents have to unlearn shit from school. There may be some things as far as religious beliefs are concerned, but overall, no. That's crazy. And now you got kids singing KKK, let's kill all the blacks. And then the superintendent of the school said, oh, they didn't mean any malice by that. They were just doing their assignment. Yeah, that's extreme. That's all I can say. Fade on sight. On sight. I don't know where these kids was when I was growing up. Did you hear songs like that in school? Never did. Never did, huh? It's a new age. It's a new day. Google is big as fuck, and yet these teachers are still teaching bullshit every day. Yeah, yeah. that's the curriculum. I definitely would have took the fade and the suspension if I was at this school. <laughs> right before Christmas break, too? I'm suspend sure. me. I'm sure suspend me for three weeks. I'll see y'all in 2019. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> um, another fade happened. Uh, Wilder Fury. Oh, yeah, that was a good fight. Man, so let's set the tone for this fight because I feel like you know more about it than me. So Tyson Fury is an uh, Englishman. Yeah. Um, undefeated. He was undefeated. Uh, Twenty-seven and 19 knockouts. Right. Uh, Deontay Wilder, country boy, Alabama. Alabama. Forty and 0. Thirty-nine knockouts. Thirty-nine of them hoes. Right. You saw the one he got stretched in, right? So. Wilder, the one, the one non-knockout. Yeah, he, yeah. So when they're coming into this fight, I couldn't give two sticky boogers about who won. Just keeping it real. Now, that's only because I don't care about boxing and, and it appears to be a little rigged sometimes. But before this fight, they got into a, you know, a, what would appear to be like a, a nose argument. You know how they nose-to-nose yeah, arguing and selling the fight and talking about whose people were more oppressed. And then Deontay Wilder was interviewed by another black uh, media member that was acting like he didn't know what Deontay meant by 400 years of oppression and all this stuff. And it kind of got a bunch of media spill, but whatever. Mm-hmm. These two are undefeated. Right. One is big, white, what is he, 6'9"? Tyson, Tyson Fury is 6'9". Deontay Wilder is 6'7". Six, six, seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. So they're fighting each other for all these dumbbelts. I don't really understand the IBC and the WBC and the BBC. Like so Wilder lost all three of his belts because he went through a battle with uh, drugs, depression, obesity. Not Wilder. I mean Fury. Yes. Went through this this couple years of... Of going, of struggling with addiction and all this yeah. stuff. So he lost his belt, and so Anthony Joshua has them, right? Yes. And Fury, I mean, uh, Wilder, what belt does he have? I don't know the name of the belt. He, he has, has a belt, though. He's one of the heavyweights. How, so. how the fuck? See what I'm saying? It's different organizations. It's WBC. Like, it's, you know, it's just a bunch of different belts. It's annoying. Can it just be one? It, I feel like it should be just one It should one just be belt. one nigga with one belt. Yeah, like, I'm the heavyweight champ, bro. I'm yeah. The one time to take it. So now we got all these goofy belts. They fight. The fight was good. Fury was winning the fight, the majority of the fight. Yeah. He went down the first time, and you you thought that knockout was like, ah, it was all right. Yeah, I just thought, I, I didn't think 
that was a big knockout. Like, I felt like he got knocked down. It's a 10-8 round, but it wasn't like, yo, shit, he might knock it up. Now, the second one. The second one, I was like, oh, shit, he might knock it he up. He was asleep, and then all of a sudden, it sounded like somebody said, the hoes just got here. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he, he hopped up. And dead and got up. How did he get up? But the thing was, he didn't get up. He didn't just get up and, and get on his, on his bicycle or run the rest around. He was fighting. Fighting. So, like. I don't know. He's just crazy, bro. You heard him after the fight. He just seems a little off. He's a gypsy that believes in Christianity. <laughs> He's a little off. That's all. The Nick, off. how are you a gypsy and a Christian? Yeah. How? I don't know. He's off. Off. He's a little wild, bro. He's a, he's a wild dude. But he got to continue yeah. to fight, and then it was a draw. Now, do you think it was a draw? I think he won. Here. I think... But I do understand the draw on the strength that, depending, because rounds can go either way with these cars as a judge fight, and him, Wilder having two 10-8 rounds could make it a draw. I think Fury dominated that fight, honestly, but he just slipped up two times and got caught. And that's all it takes for Wilder. I do not think Wilder's a good boxer. I don't think he moves well. I don't think he punches. He just punches hard. He got the Thor hammer, though. He punches hard. So after us, uh, so does it matter that he doesn't have good technical yeah, boxing matters. skills? Why it, it matters? Why when he's forty and up? Why does it matter? It, it matter. It doesn't matter because first off, the heavyweight division isn't that good anymore. And the only fight that you really want to see is him. Well, those two dudes and and the Joshua dude. So it doesn't matter that it he doesn't does really matter, don't right. But, I mean, if ain't but, nobody beat you, why does that even matter? It doesn't. When you really think about it, but as in a, as I watch by I watch boxing a lot. I wouldn't consider you myself, like technical shit. You like niggas with structure and proper arm movement and torque and feet. And like, like nigga, I like ass whoopers. But he's not he. I as I watch boxing, I'm it's just not that good, bro. It, it's he's good. Like you can't call him not good because he's 40, 40 and no, I guess. But just as a boxer, he's not impressive to me at all. Like, I, I thought he might lose. I thought he had a chance because he does hit hard. But that dude is, is a way better boxer than him. He really, you can make an argument for real. Outside of the two rounds that he got dropped at Wilder, Wilder lost every single round. I don't think every single round. I but, think he But I believe, I believe, rounds. yeah, two. I think that there was Even the sure. rounds that he dropped the dude. Outside of the drop, he was losing them rounds too. And then you don't lose a round when you drop somebody. I don't care how many times you got no, hit, dog. I'm just saying. You, that's I'm a just win. Saying. No, that's... No, he clearly won the round because he dropped Yeah. Him and I'm you can get it. punched a thousand times, no, but if listening. you clock a nigga in his you're nose and he fall down to go to sleep, you you're won not, the round. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Okay. It wasn't like that knockdown was a buildup. Like, you could see that coming. It was like, oh, shit, he just dropped him. Yeah. But he was losing them rounds. I'm not too. sure why you didn't see it because I definitely saw it. I didn't see it coming. Even AJ predicted it. AJ was predicting it because no, he wanted no, no, no. Wilder to win the No, fight. right AJ before that. AJ was visibly upset. Do you not, did you saying, not see my Snapchat? AJ was saying approximately one minute before that knockout, he said, yo, he, cause remember the round before that, he was looking a little tired. And you could tell that the nigga was winded, was weak. My thing is this. This is my thing. When you're fighting somebody, skill is out the door. No, it is not. Yes, it is. It is not. You've seen me fight. Do I have good technique? 
Well, did I then? No. No. Somebody with really good technique would phase you. Well, I, it ain't happened. Because <laughs> you ain't fucking with good technique. Because I got hands. And they hurt. Yeah, but if somebody they, also has hands with technique, they're going to phase Maybe. You. Not if I catch that ass. That's all you got to do is catch a nigga. That's mm, it. It's hard to catch somebody with technique and skill. Mm-mm. Catch him one good time, put him to sleep. That's what we've been watching Wilder do. A lot of niggas is better technically than him, and he done beat all no, 40 of them not, niggas. Not really a lot of people better technically than him. Well, <clears throat> he not, got 40. You, you saw all the highlights he was fighting. The one dude he just fought, the big dude that he caught, King Kong was his best his best opponent. Win. Yeah, it's the best one. That was um, a legit win. And this is a legit draw, but he got dominated the entire fight. And won. So I feel like... No, he did not win. So I feel like... Wait, who are you fight, talking about? Wilder did not win this last fight. It was a draw. No, that's a win. A draw is a win on both sides. I don't know what you're talking about. That's no. a win. It's not a L. Now, Wilder came forward afterwards <clears throat> and said, and I guess this was proven, he broke his arm 12 weeks before the fight. Literally. So... Yeah. That's three months ago. Yeah. So what? He basically was saying that his training was off. All this stuff was off. He couldn't punch with his right hand during training. He couldn't use it until it healed up. And I was like, well, why even bring it up? That's why I said so. He said he brought it up because he wanted to... Um, sell the next fight. No, nah, no, nah, not as much to sell the next fight. It could be that, the reason. But he was basically saying that he wanted to show that he was tough. That he was not never going to quit. Like, no matter what, he would have never quit in any fight. He, he just a, a soldier. Now, he never quit and he broke his arm three months ago? No, like, you could have rescheduled the fight. Mm, okay. He didn't. Okay. He kept the date. You don't know how it's going to heal. You don't know if... Three, you, you, you think I'm that. Respect. You know what I'm saying? But it could have been a situation where three months later, he's like, shit, my shit didn't heal right. Respect. And he took the fight. I thought that was dope. Now, there's going to be a rematch. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the better boxer, even though I don't, I don't really like Fury, even when I watch him. He's not really exciting. He doesn't hit hard. But... I would go with him because he's just a better boxer. I'm going with Wilder because he's yeah. black and he's an asshole. But I will have to say, Tyson Fury, I love him. Why? His personality, like his character, like he's, you can tell he's been through a lot. Like you can tell that he's literally happy to be alive. Like yeah. on all of his, I'll look at a bunch of his interviews and stuff after the fight just to get to know, like, because I was just like, why the fuck is this fucking idiot? Running out here, sticking his tongue out. Like, he got all these ends. I've never seen him fight. He's always been. And, th- and that's what I found out. Like, he just has a big personality. He's a big old kid. And after all the shit that he's gone through, he's literally just happy to be alive. So, win or lose, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm alive. Like, I beat some shit I wasn't even supposed to be in life. Mm-hmm. Three different things. He was over 400 pounds. Yeah. He was depressed. He, he, he was, depressed. was suicidal. Yeah. He had a lot of stuff on Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him. Like, now the, his personal life doesn't annoy me because it was annoying the shit out of me in the buildup for the fight. I thought he was doing it just to be goofy, I guess. But yeah. it's truly his personality. Yeah, that's him. He's really happy to be alive. But Wilder in the, in the rematch. Fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> I mean, they might. I feel like if this is, I mean, this is probably the last thing we talk about this, but. 
I feel like Wilder was going to win that fight no matter what because the big money fight is Wilder Joshua. So and you really think that 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 Fury wouldn't put up a good fight? You don't think so? So you no, talking about technical? I'm saying, I'm saying Fury Fury would have won won that fight because he really did win the majority of the rounds, but with the two knockdowns he didn't. But if it's anywhere near close, they're going to go. Uh, Wilder, because I feel like the big money fight for boxing is Wilder Joshua. So, so, and that's the sad thing about boxing. It's yeah. rigged, like and I it's thought. just, it's just been, and I, I don't want to believe that because I do like watching boxing and all combat sports. I just always have like watching them, but I kind of don't pay attention to it as much because I feel like all the stuff is set up for certain fights to happen. They want certain people to get they set up fights for people so they won't lose so they can get to this fight it's just all set up it's not just a pure sport so to speak so i don't really follow as much as i used to well <clears throat> so you have anthony joshua beating both of them from what i watched anthony joshua yeah. okay Cool. Well, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. It was actually worth the money. I always come away from certain fights or, or you know, UFC, MMA matches thinking that I got hustled. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like it was worth everything. Yeah, it was cool. I think the, the knockouts, the knockdowns saved it. Yeah. Because it was on its way to being a dominant. But even fight. if it wasn't, I mean, it was still a good fight. It would have been a Fury win without the knockouts. I feel like the only reason I'm saying it was a good fight is because it was going to 12 rounds. And it looked like they were both trying. It wasn't like some bullshit. Uh, it was kind of one-sided to me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it was a good fight. Yeah. A lot of times a nigga dominates the fight and got to go 12 rounds. Yeah. That's still a good fight. <clears throat> um, Paper Mache Body is back. Bang, bang. Who are you talking about? You know who Paper Mache Body is. Who? You got two of my people you talking Steph to. Curry. He, oh, yeah. He he's back. Same. You feeling good now? You feeling better? Yeah. You stressed? I know you were stressed. Um, yeah, I mean, not stressed at all. Not stressed at all. It seemed like you were stressed. You, was, no. you, you had a lot of comebacks whenever I was talking shit. Normally, if I say something about the Warriors, you just brush it off your shoulder like, <laughs> peasant. <laughs> You're a peasant. Your team's peasantry. Well, but when I had stuff to say peasants. this time, you was in your fit. You was defending them. You was saying, oh, well, this. Oh, well, that. You normally don't care. You normally don't give you a fuck. You were talking about a win that somebody got over the Warriors with Steph Curry. I talked about a lot of different so things. So that doesn't even count. You was stressed, Brent. No, it was not. And now your boy is back. You happy? Your twin yeah. brother is back? That's my favorite player to watch for basketball. So yeah. Him and Derrick Rose are both balling. Both of your little paper mache boys is yep. balling. They both do. Derrick Rose leading the NBA in three-point percentage. He's a man. Who knew He's that? Back. He's the fucking He never man. had a jumper, Brent. He never had a jumper. Don't do that. But he's the man. Don't do that. He never had a jumper. So I think that it's awesome because a lot of players don't realize this. You have to change your game when you get older. Mm -hmm. And he still has a little bit of athleticism left. I still see the movements and uh, also, but the jumper, no, but the jumper, he's not like he used to be. Right? No, he's not. That's what I'm saying. He still got a little bit. And the jumper bit. is what's surprising and what I am so proud of him because a lot of people don't realize that you can't be one dimensional. Right. You know, when he had his athleticism, when he had his boost and he was doing the most, getting to the whole sliding through niggas like a fucking snake. He didn't have no jump shot, Brent. 
No, he didn't. Have a three Same thing to me. If you can shoot a two, you can shoot a three. Fuck out of here. He has shit. He had an occasional two that he can get off. He had no consistent jump shot. Nothing. Everything was to the hole. All them cute little floaters he used to do in the middle. You know, he used to huh, huh, get by niggas and, and throw that little quick. Yeah, he had all that. And I think this is so awesome. It's good for basketball to me. I always thought Derrick Rose could be an right shooter because he always shoots free throws well. Yeah, but he shoots like on the way down. He used to. You remember how bad he, he got used to more look? arc. He just shot a flat jump. Yeah, but he shot. He shoots with more arc. But I always felt like he'll be able to shoot because yeah, he, he shoots. shoots he free. shoots in the eighties and free throws. That's that's true. So if somebody shoots high free throw percentage, they usually can develop a jumper. That's true. Um, um, he played the the the, the Warriors played the Hawks. Steph played his his mini me. People are calling Trey Young his mini me, and Steph has. Had it. Yeah, he killed him. He's fucked. No, not about that part, obviously. He has had it. And in after the, the game, the, the presser, they asked him, like, how, you know, how was it? Yeah. He was like, how was it, you know, playing against your mini-me? And Steph was like, I'm really sick of it, to be honest with you. And he was like, why? And he was like, he's not my mini-me. He was like, no, shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? He's Trey Young. He's doing his own thing. He's got his own lane. I got my own lane. He is not me. I am not him. He's not a mini me or nothing. And I think what he really wanted to say is that nigga is nowhere near how great the fuck I am. He wanted to say something ruder, but because he low key is one of the faces of the NBA, I think he tried to keep it classy. I think that it's disrespectful to compare them. No, it's just a. It, it is. But it's, it's a sports thing. It's weird, and I don't know why. I think it has a lot weird. more to do with the fact that they both look a little biracial. You know, they got the hair, they light skin, they shoot a lot of threes. That's it. I'm, I'm just saying it's a sports thing. Like, right. every time they do it with a whole bunch of people. But it needs to make sense. Trey Young. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. He's nowhere. He's shooting like 20-something percent from three. I'm saying his style of play, if you watched him in college... He was one year home. in college. I'm I'm just saying, no, he's not Steph Curry. I'm saying, but if you watch and like you said, they're both light skinned they're both frail looking on, and they both. We don't like, even know if any Trey Young has made a paper mache. I'm not talking about frail. Like they're smaller. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not big dudes. Uh-huh. And they shoot in college. Trey Young was pulling from ridiculous spots for three, uh-huh. and that's Steph Curry. Not happening now. Now, in his defense, I did I did a little research, and I don't remember what where I got it from. But Trey Young actually had a better rookie, well, not rookie, freshman year than Steph Curry in college. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. So, but now he's in the NBA. It's not even close. Do you think that Trey Young? What part of his game? Because we 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 get the three from anywhere type of thing. What part of his game do you think has to improve the most? Before there's ever any consideration of him being compared or being a mini-me of Steph Curry. His whole game? <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, he does things similar to him. He tries, he dribbles, he shoots threes. But to, I mean, there's a ton of people that do that, but they're not Steph Curry. Just like it's, it's big dudes that can dribble and, and shoot the ball or dribble and get to lane and pass. But they're not LeBron. They could try to play like LeBron, and they might have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. to LeBron, but, but they're they not LeBron. LeBron. You know what I mean? Just like 
This is a great example. Matter of fact, this is probably the best one. And they're, they're close. Kobe did a lot of things like Jordan. Just she shot like him, chew gum like him, so walk like him. Dog. He was such a bitch ass he, nigga he, for he doing was, all he, that. The, the competitiveness is in him, but he's just not Jordan. Just Kobe not was him. dope. Kobe is dope. Yeah. But he's not Jordan. Yeah, because Jordan never shot fake like six times <laughs> I'm to just get saying, a shot off while other niggas was open. The, 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 the moral of this story, yeah. the moral is be yourself. Be yourself. Don't try to be Steph Curry. You think Trey Young should shoot down the the the, the you know yes the notion that he's a mini Steph? No, he should definitely shoot. He that should down. kill it. He should want to be Trey Young and have people wanting to be like him, but he's Trey Young. You should never try to be somebody else because it's all you're never going to be that person. Now you can take things from that person's game and you can learn from them, and not just sports, anything. But you're you're never going to be them. You're always going to be you. So you should take your time at mastering being you and not trying to be Steph Curry. How long before Steph's injured again? Shut up. Why are I'm you just curious? Why, why are you putting this out here? I mean, because we played him, what I think, on Christmas, you? and I was just wondering. What is up with you? <laughs> why would you I'm say with Kobe that? right now. You know Kobe just said oh. we about to win this championship Kobe. while these fuck nigga warrior fans oh that just came out of nowhere where the fuck all these fans come from i get you because you was a steph curry fan at davidson yes so i, I respect that about you I'm you, you didn't you, you didn't become a fair weather warriors fan when you when not. we you actually turned on some davidson games and i was like why in the fuck are we watching this team and you were like this nigga steph curry blah blah then he got drafted he went to the warriors you was immediately on the day he got drafted you I was boom Warriors. And then we fucking around got the league pass and there's no turning back. I watched all the Warriors. You even games. used to stay up late and watch, watch the shit. them and I would tell people and I always tell the story and I don't think people believe me. But I would watch them and I'd be like, yo, the Warriors gonna be good, bro. And they'd be like, Psh, fuck out. This is what you used to say back in the day when Mark Jackson was coaching. You used to be like, if they could just only learn how to play defense. <laughs> yep, that's, that's what, what you used to say. And I used to be like, your teams, get, how they fucking scoring so much and niggas is scoring on them too. And you was like, the minute they learn how to stop people, the minute they get some defensive help, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I be saying. And people, then Cupcake came over and made y'all uh, soft as baby shit. Y'all, y'all the softest team in the league for having that nigga on the oh squad. Oh my God. Fuck You're y'all. The softest team Fuck in y'all league. niggas. Fuck Why y'all. Why is so much Kobe hate? said. We about to come and get a chip, and then all you fake Warriors fans gonna have to crawl back under the rock that you came from. We know y'all fake. I mean, it depends on who the free agent y'all get next year. We, I told you who we getting. We getting Cupcake. He gonna pull another stunt. <laughs> he coming to the Lakers, and we gonna get Dame Lillard. And <laughs> hopefully, if, if we don't get any of them, if, get Le- if you get Durant and LeBron and Dan Willard, or if, if we don't get Lillard, at least we can get Kemba Walker. I'll take him, mm-hmm. and it's on. Right. Then y'all just be the Cavs. Yep, <laughs> with the younger team. Yeah, Keep Kuzma. It's the Cavs. Yeah, in LA though, looking fly, new uniform every fucking game. That dude got some new heat all the time. I'm all the time, too. cannot wait. I can't fucking wait. So, um, how many championships do you think the Lakers going to win in the next four years? Next four years? Y'all going to lose some of y'all players. Don't even get it twisted. Y'all going to have to break up. One. One? Yeah, maybe one. LeBron, it, it really depends on this free agency coming out. I can't it's really It's going to be big, right? I can't really call it right now. 
LeBron's son's gonna graduate high school. Uh, he's in eighth grade right now. He had his very first eighth grade game today. Guess how much he scored? Thirty. Twenty-seven. Very close. Mm -hmm. And um, in approximately four point five years, he will be eligible for the NBA draft. I'm thinking that by the time he's in senior in high school, the NBA will probably allow seniors in high school to get drafted. Sure, no. It should. Never will do that. Let him go. Just let the let They'll the talent. Never do that. <laughs> never. But you know, people are always saying, "Oh, his son's gonna go to Cleveland." Why would you want to go back there when you live in LA? Why? Wait up! His son wants to go to Cleveland. No, they were saying that's when LeBron was gonna return to Cleveland with his son to get another championship in Cleveland. For what? What? So, yeah, it's the dumbest shit I ever heard. He's in LA now. Relax, beloved. Relax. No, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> Shout out to little Bronny though. He and he dunked in the game. Son. He's five ten. He's in eighth grade. That's that's a big deal. Eighth grade, five ten, dunking. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big deal, dog. And giving niggas twenty seven. Yeah. He got so many threes off. I said, Jesus Christ, the right. jumper is wet. Now he make his free throws, thank God, because his goddamn daddy. LeBron, he is a pain in my ass at this free throw line, but we gonna move on. Uh, Urban Meyer retires again. You hear about this? Yeah. Why do you think he retired? Is there anything in your mind that comes up? Sick of recruiting. He wins a lot. He's boring. <laughs> That's it. Well, I have my own thoughts, and these are just my opinions. But I think you remember I wasn't on my doing my podcast when he was suspended earlier this year. You remember what he was suspended for? He missed three games. He didn't uh, tell him somebody was beating him. His wide receivers coach was beating the shit out of his wife. Um, Betty, I think. Betty, your fucking name is Courtney. <laughs> Betty from the Barney Rubble, Betty. No, Courtney was getting her ass beat okay. by Zach Smith. Now, Zach Smith, I learned, was a receiver, was a was a player at Bowling Green when Urban Meyer was coaching there. And okay. so they got history. And um, the nigga in 2015 was the only, the last time that this ever came up, because I'm sure he beat her all the way through 2018. But in 2015, she told um, Urban's wife. Okay. Um, what's her name? Shit, I done wrote it down somewhere. Uh, Becky. <laughs> I, don't, I fucking hate you. Anyway, Urban's wife, Courtney, and a woman named Lindsay, who was the director of football operations wife, had group text messages of all this stuff and the ass whooping. There was pictures and all stuff. Now, if one of my friends was getting her ass beat, would mm. you know about it? Yeah. Urban said he ain't know nothing. He ain't never heard of it. This, he, what y'all, what? He beat who? What? This was July. Right. Then when his coach got caught, all the text messages came out, all this shit. Come to find out, he knew about it, and he allegedly went through the proper protocol to report it. But when he was asked about it this July, he said he never knew anything about this man beating his wife. So what that mean? He knew about his beating. But why would you, after you get caught, say, okay, so yeah, I did know, and I went through the protocol to, I did my part. They just didn't fire what him. You mean, why did you do yeah, why? Why would you? Why when you're asked about it in July? Why wouldn't you say, "Yeah, I know what happened in 2015, and I had did my because part." Because he wanted. He was thinking if he said, "I don't know anything about it," it would just go away. And I've learned to that dude. 
I've learned that whenever somebody asks you a question, nine times out of ten, they probably already know the answer. You should just tell the truth. Period. So that sent him into a whole whole fuck boy. For me, you a fuck nigga. I don't care how... It's, it, let me just say as a woman, it's difficult for me to know that one of my homegirls is getting her ass beat for years. Mm-hmm. And we ain't did nothing. We ain't said nothing. We have friends that have gone through this. And I have lost friends because my other friends are, to me, enabling the abuse. Everybody's taking a blind eye to it. Everybody's just, like, you just breaking bread with niggas, going to dinner with them, kicking it with them, knowing goddamn well when they get home, he gonna beat her motherfucking ass. So where is the line, like, where... If your friend, mm-hmm. the girl, whatever, keeps going back, like, well, what do you? I can't doing? be your friend. Okay, I'm well, done with you. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, what if that's her choice? Like she just cool. Came to do. Not on my watch and not on my my football field. If I'm the coach, you can't coach here, dog. You gonna take me down. So that leads me back to my point in saying I think he's retiring because there's a new investigation about to take place on that whole situation. And he don't want nothing to do with it. I don't know, because he's in he retires and comes back. That's what I'm saying. He oh he's retired before, but they're saying there was there was a um what is it called? What else can they come up with? They said he had a surgery in 2014. Um congenial arachnoid cyst surgery in 2014 mm-hmm. for some headaches or some shit. They're saying the headaches are coming back. Yeah, they are. Because you know what you did. Yes, it's stress. Oh, no. I think he's getting that and he's tired of recruiting. It could be. Maybe it is some recruit, but I think it's just, I think college coaching, especially at a level like Ohio State, Mm -hmm. Florida that he was at, he was at Utah, took him to the top, it's stressful. And I don't know, if you got a family, I don't understand why these coaches, any coaches, state coaches, as long as they do. I think that they do it because that's all they know. Yeah, but that's like almost who you are. Because if you're not coaching, I this is what I feel. I think that this is for a, a lot of men. Because as women, when we're professional athletes, the majority of us actually have to have another career because we don't get paid like you guys do. So that's not our real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not technically all we do. And for you guys, it's like you're everything. Like you guys have been doing it your whole life. It's all you know, people know you by, and it's difficult to walk away from that life. You and I have had this discussion before, and you've said to me, oh, as soon as I'm ready to walk away from football, I'm not going to have, you know, those moments like other guys who kind of go through a depression, you know, they miss the locker room, they they don't even know how to live without that sport, without that, that Sunday, you know, or even basketball, without that 82 games, without going to work every day with those guys, they literally get depressed. And that's why a lot of people play past their prime, too, because they can't handle real life. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens to you if you really don't care. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I've talked about this before, the only thing I will miss is you'll never in any other field, whatever I decide to do afterwards, any other field have, like, 53 dudes in a room just, like, you know, a locker room feel, you'll never get that in any other aspect of life. 
Mm-hmm. And like, granted, I miss it, but not like where I'm overly depressed. And there'll be times where I'm like, damn, the locker room was cool. I used to play ping pong with a whole bunch of people and talk shit and stuff like that. But how how are you judged as a college coach? Like, as far as your success, like- well, if you're if you're at a Ohio State or you know national championships, bowl game, major bowl games. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a mid-level, any type of bowl game. How many is, championships did Urban Meyer win? Uh, Three. Yeah. Why is he so great? Because he did it with different schools. And he always takes two. His, yeah, that's a big deal. To take a different school. What's the nigga name from Alabama? He's a great recruiter. Uh, Nick Saban. You know how many he got in the last 10 years? Just 10 years? Five. Yeah. What? I mean, but people say he's the man. So so if he's the best college coach and he's at Alabama, then it's this guy that went to different schools and brought up different programs and got three. Two at Florida, one at Ohio State. So he he could possibly get one now. I think he's going to be in the playoffs now. Who? Urban Meyer. No, no. They're four friends. No, they're not. They're in the Rose Bowl. Does that mean they can't be in the playoffs? They're not. Oh. Uh, no. They didn't make it. So who are the four teams if there was a four friends? Oh, uh, they're not. They just beat Michigan. Yeah. And that, I, I, I did some research, and people were saying he's finally gone, so now Michigan can beat them or something. Like, Maybe. it was like a big thing. But, no, he's not. He's playing in the Rose Bowl. January 1st. Okay, so that's like the major bowl. That means you won the Big Ten Championship. Yes. So which is... That's big. Big deal. That's a big deal. Right. Okay. Well, it is my opinion that there is an opening in the NFL that he might be after. Hmm. Mm, about 570 miles northwest. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good thought. But why not? Why? Less stress. Not far from home. Less stress? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to recruit. Yeah, you don't have to do all that traveling, all that goofy shit. And and if your coaches beat their wives, they're for sure going to cover it up way better than in college. Days. I was going to say a lot of, uh, not a lot, but some college coaches that were college coaches for such a long time don't transfer well to NFL because in in college. No one cares about that. They just get the job. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. Nick Saban tried the NFL and it didn't work. The college. Not there. The college. You're the one that matters. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, the players they will fire you before they fire the players, oh. and it's the other way around in college. Because some of the coaches can't handle. So McCarthy is out finally. Who predicted this? You did probably. <laughs> finally, and rumor has it the organization fired him to give Philbin an opportunity to see what he could do. Mm-hmm. Won't he do it? Yeah. Philbin actually gets to coach Aaron Rodgers for real, for real. Now, you and I have a relationship with Philbin and his family. Yeah, I like Philbin. You like Philbin. Like tell, tell me something about Philbin that people should know. Well, what I liked about Philbin is he was willing to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Elaborate. He was willing, well, 
you know, as far as scheduling. Like, all right, we're going to try to come in this time. We want y'all to be well rested. We're going to we're going to cut practice shorter on this day so you guys can be much fresher on Friday. And not just late in the season. He would try early in the season. He would have meetings with players that would make suggestions, and he would listen to them. Wow. So, Unheard of in Tampa, but go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, I like that about him. You know, mm-hmm. he got a lot of flat because of the losership he would be talking about. He didn't get great speeches, and he wasn't a great leader. And that shit doesn't matter Means nothing. He, he, he knows football, and he tries stuff. And, and that's what, what you got to do. The rest is, you know, creating a game plan and executing. Mm-hmm. And I like Philbin because of those reasons. Yeah, so, you know, usually if a coach gets fired like this, and he is not an interim coach. He is the coach. That tells me Aaron Rodgers has something to do with this. He he probably likes uh, Coach Phil. I think that this is Aaron Rodgers' team, and I think that he probably said, let this guy do the job. And that goes to show the college versus the NFL. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers might have got McCarthy up out of there just on some. I'm, not I'm really sick of his shit. His offense has not been working for years. So he, he might have just, you know, been complaining to whoever he had to complain to or people overheard, and now Phil is getting a shot. Now, you guys, meaning the Bucks, used to be, before two weeks ago, the team everybody was scheduled for their homecoming game. Oh right? Yeah. yeah. That is the Falcons now. I wouldn't get to say that's the Falcons. That they got too oh, many weapons. In your division? Oh, it's the Falcons. People are a little scared of y'all now a little bit, bro. Y'all ain't turned the ball over. People are a little curious, like, whoa, what's going on over there? The Falcons are coming into Lambeau this Sunday. Isn't that the best thing that could happen to Philbin? A struggling offensive team coming in on your first game as the head coach? Uh, it could, yeah, it could be, especially they come into – Lambo in December. In the Hawk. The Hawk will be out. So, you know, you're going to see. They and, still got weapons, though. Yeah, they still got weapons that they are not using. Now, the score was 16-27 to 27 when they played the Ravens last week. And after further review, mm-hmm. the offense scored nine, nine points. Yeah, they're struggling. I, I didn't believe it until you... you I kept pointing point. out. I kept saying, like, Brent, the, the Falcons are struggling. And I felt bad because I wasn't watching the games. So I took a look at the, the, the biggest and, and most important parts of the game. And what I have decided, and this is just observation of a few games here and there and then the most recent game, um, the offensive line of the Falcons are not letting Matt Ryan get any comfort. That's usually a problem. Nothing, my nigga. That pocket is collapsing. There is pressure. He ain't comfortable. It don't look good. That's usually what problems when (laughs) offenses don't work. Usually that's one of the problems. Because how do you just go from that nigga, MVP, to this nigga? How? Well, they did change offensive coordinators. I do think Shanahan is a special offensive coordinator, like as far as calling plays and, you know, setting stuff up, making game plans. I think he's... A really good one. So they lost them, and you saw immediately they went the year they went to the Super Bowl. They were like a historic offense. Right. The next year they were still a good offense. But but same that's players. because it was a new offense, and people didn't know what it was. Now everybody has the film on them, and it seems like people have figured it out. Niggas was dropping balls. 
they weren't even really getting to the red zone that much. Yeah. And when they do get in there, it's a field goal. Thank God for Matt Bryant being back. Otherwise, it would have been even worse. Yeah, I mean, it's things that could go wrong, you know. What you know, it could be the plays set the way they set the plays up. Uh, run game ain't working. Line is like who knows? I don't. The Ravens defense looked crazy. It looked like they was it was part, thirty of them niggas out a there. A part of why the Falcons also work, just like any offense, is that they usually can run the ball. They like wasn't it, doing that. So if if you either get behind. Or you're not able to run the ball well, that can also be a problem for a passing offense, especially if your quarterback is not an improviser. No. So if your quarterback is a timing guy and there's people coming fast, it's it's gonna it's gonna be hard. When I looked at the stats, you know I'm not really a big stat girl like that. However, I looked at the stats and Lamar Jackson outplayed Matt Ryan. Crazy. Yeah. I mean also the Ravens do have a good defense. They do. The, the, the bad mouth nigga was balling. <laughs> he ugly than a bitch. But you know what's so crazy? It's always the ugly niggas that be really balling. Like a lot of ugly niggas on defense, they be balling. Hmm. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. He be balling. And how is he still playing? It's like year 16. At, He's really good. What is his position technique? Is he a linebacker? He's a DN. DN? How? Well, first off, DN is probably the best position in football. Well, you don't. If you could trade spots outside of quarterback, you would want to be a DN, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're attacking all game, and you just get – it's hard as hell to block you, first off. You're already a better athlete than who's trying to block you 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to get by him and get to the quarterback all game, and he's really good at it. So after you guys play the Saints and win, you guys have the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Um, he first of all, he does he has no care for life itself. Lamar Jackson has no care. For no life. care for life, my nigga. He's running all the time. Yeah, that's his. That's he's getting his thing, cracked. Right? How is he still alive? Because he just ain't get the right one yet. He just—he out here doing the most and trying to keep the job because uh, RG3 is behind him. Mm-hmm. Dy- dying to get the position. Wait, waiting for that nigga for something to happen to get it. And I feel like they're 75, first of all. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I burped uh, Modelo and Ooze and Noodle. Shout out Meek Mill. <laughs> he the one made me make some oodles and noodles when I saw that song and played. I said, I'm about to eat me some fucking oodles and noodles. Now I'm burping and shit with my modello. But the Ravens are a little dangerous. It look this it's like it's unbelievable because when I look at Lamar Jackson, like they can beat people. Yeah, the Ravens always a good team. Like they always are. I can't, I respect none of Lamar Jackson's game. None of it. Yeah, I mean None of it. Really, with the when you you go this route of quarterback, and I don't know how much your offense they opened up for him as far as passing. You're really just trying to control the clock, run the ball, don't turn it over, limit the other team's possessions, and, and you know get a couple turnovers, and that's how you plan to win. Rumor you don't have much margin for error that way, but if you do it right, it's a it's a way to win. Rumor has it, and this is a true rumor. He cannot read the playbook. He don't know none of the plays. They have dumbed it the fuck down That's to one word for a play. 
Like Damn. a one word. Like run pass? No, no, no. <laughs> like <sense>. um Skittles. Skittles is when this nigga runs a slant and you gotta throw it to him because you don't know none of the other options. Like he only knows the first option and if it ain't open, run. run. That's what I said. If you keep that up and your defense don't like and you don't turn and the give ball you extra over, possessions. Or your defense ain't just giving up big plays and touchdowns. Hey, you can be in every game, and you just got to make a couple plays to make the difference. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Moving on, damn, we on a minute, an hour and a half already. Okay, let's get this last twenty in if we can. Ruben Foster gets arrested, out to play y'all mm-hmm. for the 49ers game. This thing, first of all, how you fly the pussy in? And beat it when he lands here. <laughs> How you fly from San Francisco to Tampa and beat the pussy ass in the team hotel? What kind of crazy is that? That's a different type. See, my theory is this, and I mean, this is just a theory, but I don't think he flew her in. Yeah, he might have just had a girl. I think he had another bitch here, and that bitch flew in and caught him. Oh. That's what I think. That's a good, hey, that's a, that's a story that could possibly happen. Yeah, I have no, no evidence or proof. No one has told me this, by the way. It's just when I read the story, I'm thinking like how when I'm on the road and I see all the side bitches on the road, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he had a side bitch pull up and wifey pulled up surprise. Yeah. And then a beating ensued. And he smacked the shit out of her for getting in his bed. Bitch, the fuck you doing catching me? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck going on. That's I just don't understand situation. why you fought a pussy in two days early. You know they came two days early. Right. How are you smacking her at 9 o'clock? How? I don't know what the hell happened. When I heard, when they started talking about that, I was like, damn, before the game? Yeah, that's wild. A and then so, so they yeah, so they have a history. In February, he uh, allegedly beat the dog shit out of her, and then she recanted on tr- on the on in the trial and said it was a lie. Allegedly, he dumped her, had a new bitch, and she pulled up on the new bitch for the fade and lost. Damn. And that's where all the ass were put. That's what she said on the stand. She dropped all charges and said. No, it was a girl. His new girl beat me up. I, I lied. I wanted to ruin his career. Um, she said some dumb shit about it being about money. She was mm-hmm. trying to extort money from him because he dumped her. All of these things were said by her. And they end up back together. Both of them crazy. Yeah. He had a gun on him. He had weed. That made him, you know, get suspended for a few games. Then they, 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 remember I told you how they tuck certain shit. They don't tell everything. In October, he beat her ass again. And they didn't tell, they didn't. There's a lot of beatings going Yeah, they on. didn't, you know, report it or whatever. And I have an opinion about domestic violence in the NFL. We're going to get to that. But then that's why apparently the 49ers cut him because they have been constantly telling him to keep his hands off the pussy. They can't keep covering for him. Right. They can't keep Pretty doing wise. this. And they said, we, we, you're a first-round draft pick. You know they don't like to lose a first-round draft pick. That the, the GM looks terrible. But now right. he can get out of this because apparently the nigga's not that dope. He's not that great. Mm-hmm. And um, he's always injured. And so now they're like, you know what? 
you don't took you don't came on a road trip and slapped the girl. Now we do not know if this is true. We do not know. We do not know. Because there's no video footage of this. And the bitch could be lying again. They could be eating each other's asses right the fuck now. Right. Could be. All the way in in, uh, in Washington, D.C. So they cut him because they just said, we're sick of his shit. Mm-hmm. We're done with him. And the rest can sign him. And everybody was angry. Like, what the fuck? Why did he get signed? What, what is your opinion on a guy that is accused of not even just domestic violence, any type of violence or any type of crimes and another team signs him after the team cuts him. Now he ain't he ain't served no time. He ain't been guilty of nothing. Well, the more I just say, I'm not angered about it at all. I mean, technically, he's not guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Now, the, what you can always say is, don't get caught on camera. Mm, that's the key right there. Because the once you get caught on camera, oh, you're gonna off. get Kareem hunted and <laughs> yes. riced. All bets are off. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got signed is, is shows that if they don't got it on camera and it's not a, a for, for real conviction, mm-hmm. then hey, what they're going to do. Right. So Kareem Hunt, first of all, Reuben Foster, uh, we, did he even play in the game Sunday? I didn't see him. He's on the, 40, he's on the Redskins. Right. Uh, the same team that uh, now needs a quarterback like uh, another hit of crack with Pookie <laughs> uh, has – made it public that they entertained signing Kaepernick but are going to go in another direction because he's a kneeler. Mm-hmm. What kind of, this is just a constant message to people that, you know what, as long as you're trying to say something about the police or how this country is ran, you are not welcome in this league. I mean, that's always been, I don't know why but people if you, like yeah, This is just a constant reminder of, of all the people that are like who they they got Mark Sanchez. They got Mark Sanchez. Yes, but but this shows like that that is definitely the reason they're not signing Kaepernick is nothing else besides kneeling, and we don't want that. And I really feel like I've said this many times. They should just come out and say this is fucking up our money, and we don't want to sign them because of that. All the other stuff that they're saying is bullshit. If you just stop bullshitting people, people would accept it. That's what it is. They just say that when he kneels, it fucks up our money, so we're not signing. But when you say other stuff like the flag shit, the military, mm-hmm. like, it's no, stupid. that sounds like bullshit, and people are going to call bullshit. Mm-hmm. Doug Williams, who is the senior VP um, of the Redskins, said, We signed him because we've seen worse. He just slapped her. What's the big deal? Then he comes back and apologizes to my daughter, my wife, my grandmother, my auntie, my female cousins, and uh, my homegirls. I apologize for what I say. You, you, why are you apologizing? Wait, who said this? Uh, Doug Williams. Oh, shit. Okay. What you apologize for? You meant everything you said. Yeah. It's, it could have been worse. It could have been. Right. It was just a slap and he knocked her phone out of her hand. What do you say face? Yeah, but why why do you think Bruce Allen or the owner of the team didn't say anything about signing him? Why are they send the, the black man in to say something? Because is he the general manager? No, he's a VP, senior VP. The GM is Bruce Allen. He's president of operations and the owner is Don Dan Snyder. Neither one of them have said a word. A word. I don't know. 
Yeah, I know why. Because Doug Williams is black. Yeah, probably so. That's why. And now he got to lay on the sword to my daughters and my wife and my female cousins and my grandma and all the women across the world with vaginas. I didn't mean it when I said he just slapped her. It could have been worse. I didn't mean that. Domestic violence of any kind is bad. Shut up. You didn't cut him. Y'all didn't cut him. Right. Shut up. Just say what you said and keep it moving. Right. This shit is mind-boggling to me, the, the fake apology. I hate. That's why I never apologize for stuff I'm not sorry for. I'm not apologizing. You're bad. <laughs> You're bad. Kareem Hunt got caught on camera physically assaulting a 19-year-old girl. Now, the story is this. One of those girls was his. Not necessarily his wifey, but pussy. His, his pussy. This girl was brought in to knock down one of the homies. Mm -hmm. She wasn't rolling. She didn't want to fuck. So they was like, cool, you can leave. She got upset and started talking shit, called him a nigger quite a few times, got mm -hmm. in his face, got in some other people's face. Apparently everybody was drunk. Why is Kareem Hunt the one that's escorting her out and trying to fire her? Why? Aren't, isn't that what your D-boys is for? Yeah, I got no answer for that. Shout out to them for snatching the phone from the bitch, though. Yeah, at least they And at least you. trying to hold him back. My thing is, you ain't holding Kareem Hunt back if he want to get to this little dainty white woman. He, he, he didn't want to do what he was doing. Even the kick was pussy. Yeah. It was, I've kicked Aiden harder than that. Yeah. And so I feel like he definitely has to learn a lesson. And this has nothing to do with women. This has to do with your anger, your temper. Because you shouldn't, pe people bother me getting offended by domestic abuse but are cool with crazy abuse of other people because mm -hmm. let's just say that was a guy in a bar he still shouldn't have got crazy you know what i mean mm -hmm. like what what is it for what what is it for what i think that people have to figure out that when you're a professional athlete it matters way more than a regular person and that sucks because i did a little research and statistically, the NFL players have l less domestic abuse than the average American. Oh, yeah. Way less. And the pigs are three to four times likely to beat their wives than the rest of the country. I mean, that makes sense. Don't it? Mm -hmm. So why are people so upset that a nigga that's just trying to score touchdowns to feed his family had a, a domestic situation, but the niggas with the guns that are supposed to be the niggas we call to protect and serve us are beating the shit out of their spouses at an alarming rate and no one cares. And then what's crazy about that statistic is most of the police um, domestic um, violence cases end in death. Well, that's wild. But my answer to the question you just posed is, it's sad, but it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. People are depending on NFL players who are in the public eye, not just NFL athletes in general, professional athletes, to be models, role models for their children. That's when, sad. When you, the parent, you're, you the mother, you the father, you the grandma, whatever, 
should be your kids' role model. Mm-hmm. Should be the person they look to. They shouldn't be looking to Kareem Hunt to see how you're supposed to act. Right. They should look at Kareem Hunt like, oh, Kareem Hunt's a dope football player. Maybe I want to play football. That's it. Not this is how who I look to to aspire to as a man. That's that's the, what's wrong with a lot of society today. Is people are depending on other people to raise their raise kids. their kids. That's it. And that's why people get so upset about all the stuff with athletes and, and things like that. When at the end of the day, they're just another person. They mm-hmm. don't look to the police to raise their kids. They they're not they're not in the public eye. So I, I wrote a post on Instagram a while back, and I said, if you're you if you aren't your kids' role models, you failed. And people was like, oh, it's easy for you to say you and your husband are professional athletes. I don't give a fuck what I was gonna do. I was going to be my child's role model. But has nothing to do with being an athlete. That's what you think. But to just use our case for example, <laughs> Aiden looks up to both of us. I know that. And Aiden could care less that I'm a football player. Couldn't. I couldn't care less. And Aiden is obsessed with LeBron. However, LeBron, now that this is the craziest part, LeBron ain't shit compared to you. Right. Nothing. Right. And he thinks LeBron is everything. I remember when he first found out that you actually played football for a living, like you get a paycheck for it. It wasn't wasn't even two years ago Mm. when he just figured this out. And then he said, well, damn, do we make as much? Does he make as much money as LeBron? No, I do not. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, so it's a lot less? I said, yes, yeah, a lot less. And he was like, yeah, but LeBron can't even do the stuff daddy does. Why does he even get more money than him? I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Aiden thinks the world of you. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. He, he thought I was the breadwinner in our family. He thought that me doing radio. Right. <laughs> Is how we paid the bills. Right. He legit thought that when I was on the radio, that's how we paid the bills. You was playing football just for fun. Right. And he thought the world of both of us. Right. He has never in his life seen me play professional sports. He's seen me play in leagues and all that kind of shit, but that's not real. That's just fun leagues and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And he thinks that both of us are the greatest people in the whole entire world. He thinks we're the smartest people in the world. He thinks I'm the most beautiful bitch ever to walk mm-hmm. this green earth. You know, and I feel like people, thank you. And I feel like people should, your dentist, if your dentist beat his wife one time, he just had a bad day, he smacked the shit out of her a few times, busted her lip, should he lose his practice? No. Should a business owner lose his business if he beats his wife or a female beats her husband? No, but, no, he shouldn't, but... The, why that doesn't correlate is because the NFL player is an employee at the end of the day. So what? A dentist is an employee also. You said a business owner. No, after that. Yeah, there's and dentists. A, dentist a teacher friend. doesn't lose their job. They You beat your wife. If you don't even go to jail, it's never even talked about. And even if you no. go to jail, you still keep your job. Yeah. So why does the NFL feel like players should lose... First of all, these players, there's no other league they can go to. It's not like basketball where you can go to the G League or you can go overseas, you can go to Canada and, and, and take care of your family. There's no other NFL. So most of you guys spend your entire life training for this big moment and getting on this stage. And, and that's all you can take care of your family because you have 
basically said, fuck every other aspect of life. This is it for me. Mm-hmm. And then you have a bad moment of judgment. Some people it's one time. Some people it's multiple times. And then you lose your entire career. Yeah, that's because the person, your employer, depends on the public for his income. Well, not really, but for his... They don't. His bottom line for this, which makes him money. That's not his main source of income. This is like them playing Madden with real people. But this is... When people say, oh, you're you're uh, you're employing a, a, a woman beater, we're not coming to the game, boycott Redskins. They don't want to deal with that. I mean, boycott Chiefs, whatever team. They don't want to deal with that. So to nip that right in the bud, they just cut said player. That's it. It is the my same opinion. Thing, it's the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. You know, he, instead of just saying... You know, that's why they're cutting him because he's messing up their bottom line. Jason Witten, Monday night, said they were talking about um, Reuben Foster because the Redskins were playing. Mm -hmm. That name just still so terrible to me. But anyway, he said these players have to learn that just because they grew up in that type of environment, now they have a chance to change that and break the cycle. What is what 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 are you talking about? What yeah. are you talking about? He's talking about uh these these black dudes grew up with around people beating women. How do you know that? <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you because I remember I was sitting here and I'm like, damn. Because I tried this. I'm he basically just stereotyped and prejudged every player because we only had one white boy, a I, kicker. I was trying to I was trying to think like what he what he meant in that Aspect of the, the He we said these about, niggers we were talking have to them. learn that they're making money now and they gotta stop beating these women. They were talking about domestic violence and he used that. Yeah. That was And weird. he said just because you grew up in that environment, you're here now and you gotta learn to change. Nigga, you don't know how people grew up. Niggas got CTE now, okay? Niggas <laughs> got CTE. Niggas got CTE. Niggas <laughs> got CTE. Just because somebody beat a girl or slapped her, that does not mean that's the environment they grew up in. Yeah. Fuck out of here, white boy. Oh, God. That shit pissed me the entire fuck off. It did. Off. It was all over your face when we was watching it. And I couldn't even say anything to, like, make it different. I think he just used a generic thing. Because you could say that maybe if dude was, had a, you know, did something else. But domestic yeah. violence, no, that's, like can't say he grew up in that. And a lot of these niggas, first of all, most fans, they be all in the nigga Kareem, huh? And Ruben Foster's mentions talking shit. First of all, these same piece of shit fans think every bitch that's fucking with an athlete is a gold digger anyway. So why do y'all care? I get called a gold digger 24-7. Why do y'all care about gold diggers getting slapped around? Why? All y'all do is talk shit about them in their mentions, and then when they get slapped, now you... Going into the nigga midgets. Oh my God, I'm never going to be a fan of your Shut the fuck up. The majority of people talking shit ain't never been to a game. Ain't bought no jersey. You just don't have no life. You're a fucking loser at home watching a game and typing angrily. That's yeah. the majority of that shit. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about this. The rate of domestic violence in NFL was found to be 55.4% that of the general population. And the overall crime rate, meaning all crime in the population, age 22 to 29, 
is 13% that of the general public. Interesting stats. Interesting. Yes, the general public. So another study was done and it was found that 69% of the population thinks the NFL suffers from a widespread epidemic of domestic violence problems. 69%. Why? Because every now and then you see a nigga hit a girl? Because that's that's what they talk about. And when it happens, it's a big deal. But the pigs do it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about cops, public, I mean private lives. People mm-hmm. care about football players, public lives for the reasons I stated earlier. I care about these fucking pigs' lives because they're the ones come over our house and kill us. <laughs> yeah. I, this is my opinion. We're going to get out of here, okay? Here's my opinion. If there is no crime, if there is no prosecution, if there is no conviction, it is none of the NFL's fucking business. Period. It's true. It should be none of your fucking business. If they go to jail, if they go to trial and lose, yeah, kick them out there. But if there's no prosecution, if the if the the, the police have decided to drop all charges, they they've done their investigation and they found, you know what, we don't have any evidence on this, we're gonna leave walk it away. NFL, then mind your motherfucking business. Yeah. Because that's what happens in every other job. Because you're dealing with a slippery slope. Now you're just giving girls the power to say, like yeah. not, not not saying that these girls are lying or whatever, but a girl could just say, yeah. this dude beat me, and the, uh, that dude's going to get kicked out. And, but what they're saying is, well, there's no footage of it, so we won't kick you out. But let's say the footage starts, in a, let's, because people always try to say, any time a man hits a woman, he's wrong. I don't agree with that. I've seen plenty of women that need their motherfucking ass whooped. Mm-hmm. And this is my opinion. You put your hands on somebody, you don't get to say how they hit you back. You don't. Male, female, boy, girl, kid, child, anything. I tell Aiden all the time, you put your hands on somebody, be ready. Mm-hmm. Be fucking ready. Because they can knock you the fuck out. doesn't matter. And that's how I feel about women. And people, that's why I think that, that's why I don't physically hit a man. I will talk some shit. But the minute a nigga put his hands on me, I'm looking for something to clobber him with. Because that's a, I'm not going to win. I don't, I, there's no win in that. And women also need to understand that the moment you go back to a man that has put his hands on you, you're accepting this. You're accepting punishment. And I understand there's a fear. Sometimes there's like, you know, you're you're afraid that he's going to kill you. Or you're afraid he's going to do something. Like there's threats and there's all this stuff that goes on. And somehow, some way, you have to leave. You have to get out. You have to. If somebody's beating your ass... What, why are you staying? What are you afraid of? What's worse? What if you die? Because you didn't want to leave. A lot of people like the lifestyle of being with a professional athlete. And they'll deal with getting their ass beat. Mm-hmm. Should I feel sorry for a woman like that? Because I know a few of them. Um, you can you feel know, I'm sorry just, for their state of mind. I'm, you know... I'm just going to stay a little bit longer so then when I divorce him, then, you know, I'm going to get a bag from him. Friendship over, bitch. Bye. Fair enough. Bye, bitch. Like, I just, I just can't. I am great at minding my fucking business. That's what it is. And that, maybe that's the problem. Because I feel like 
if there's no prosecution, these, these men have worked their ass off to get here. They have done a lot. And for them to have one bad error in judgment in a time to lose everything, mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. And it's not like the league has some type of program for them to get treatment or help. They don't even address or acknowledge the fact that CTE plays a large role in this. No mm-hmm. one cares. It's just get out of here next. Yeah. If I'm the NFL, whenever y'all redo the CBA, there's some things that, that I'm putting my dick on the table for. And this is one of them. If we have not gone to jail for a crime, it ain't y'all business. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I feel like the NFL... Let the courts handle it. The NFL... Low key gets bullied in a lot of situations mm-hmm. by fans. Yeah, like, niggas with that's getting no pussy like, bro, are bullying them. Like, bro, you're still gonna watch the game. Yes. Relax. That's it. And they don't, they're afraid to say that. And that's that's what it's all about. There's a lot of things y'all need to. Well, not y'all. You ain't gonna be here much longer. But there's a lot of things that need to be fixed in the CBA. One of them is the NFL need to mind their motherfucking business about whatever the fuck is going on with a player off. The field. Period. Shout out to everybody that listened today. I appreciate you guys all. And like I said before, make sure you pass my link along if you really fuck with me. And um, I know it's everybody's daddy birthday today, so I'm gonna let y'all in the podcast with his verse on what's free. Peace. In the land of the free with the blacks enslaved. Three fifths of a man, I believe's the phrase. I'm 50 percent of Duce and it's dead free. Yeah, 100 percent of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat. Uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100 percent of title to bust it up with my cheese. Uh, smokes my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA. Uh. I ain't one of these house niggas you bought My house like a resort My house bigger than yours My spot Come on, man My route better, of course We started without food in our mouth They gave us pork and pig intestines Shit you discarded that we ingested We made the project a wave You came back, reinvested and gentrified it Took niggas sense of pride, now how that's free And them people stole a soul and hit niggas with 360s I ain't got a billion streams, got a billion dollars Inflating numbers like we po' be happy about this we was praising Billboard, but we were young. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? <laughs> to this day, Grandma afraid what I might say. They gonna have to kill me, Grandmama, I'm not their slave. <laughs> Check out the bazaar. Rapping style used by me. The HOV, look at my hair free, carefree. Niggas ain't there free, enjoy your chains. What's your employer name with the hairpiece? I survived a hood, can't no shaitan rob me. My account's so good, I'm practically living tax-free. Factory, that's me. Sold drugs, got away, scot-free. That's a C-C-E, copy, guilt-free. Steal me and expect me to not feel away. To this day, you would say, y'all kill me. Sucker-free, no shucking me. I don't jive turkey. I say happy Thanksgiving shit, sound like a murder to me. Smoke-free, all of y'all calling out toll-free. Label rob you for millions, yet you want to put a hole in me. Sugar-free, season but I'm so free You lay a hand on hold my shooter Shoot for free I promise World War 3 Send an order through a hands free Kill you in 24 hours A shorter you can't ignore the hand speed On guard it's off the head This improv but it's no comedy Sign I fail Hell nah Ha 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 ha